Welcome to the King's Church Podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. I've been doing a series uh, over the course of this uh, restriction period on the letter of Philippians, and I've called it Triumph Through Tough Times. And so I want to continue that today, and I want to read from Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 13. And the Apostle Paul writes, he says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learnt in every state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everything and in all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Title of my message today is called The Tools of Triumph. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your word. I just ask and pray that you would give us the keys we need to be the overcomers you've called all of us to be. I thank you and I praise you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're up to that stage in this letter where it's towards the end of it. And he actually writes here in Philippians 4.13, one of the most well-known verses in all of Scripture. And he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, this is a, this is a verse that is uh, quoted very often. This is a verse that many people know. And it's such an inspiring verse. But if you look at the context of that verse, it has a deeper meaning. He's not actually just saying that whatever you set to your mind to that you can achieve. That's not actually the context of this verse. In this verse, he is basically talking about endurance. And he says here, he says, I've learned to abound, I've learned to be abased, I've learned to be full, I've learned to be hungry, I've learned to be doing well, and I've learned to be in situations where I'm not doing so well. And he says, I've learned to be content in every situation. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the actual context of that verse is that he can endure, go through and be strong through any situation. That he might be going through difficult times and he might be going through times which would be where things are going really well for him. But in the midst of all of that, he has learnt that he can endure and do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's talking about having a strong faith even in the midst of trial. It's talking about having strong endurance and being strong in God even in the midst of difficult situations. It's talking about being full of life, hope and strength or even when everything around you is not necessarily going the way that you wanted to. And so in many ways, this is a perfect verse for a number of people out there because right now during this season, you might have had a number of things happen which haven't gone your way that were unexpected, which were more difficult than at other times in your life. But the promise of God to you is this, just like the Apostle Paul says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That you can endure, stay strong in faith, stay strong in victory in the midst of the difficulties that every single one of us faces. And so notice this, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he's saying that the only reason why he can be like that is because Christ is strengthening him. He's not saying that he has it all together himself. 
He's not saying that he is so strong and so motivated that he's going through this by himself. He's acknowledging that with all the difficulty he's going through, he's coming through it strong, but the reason why he's coming through it strong is because of Christ who is strengthening him. So Paul has learnt to draw down strength from God in situations that are difficult and tough. And so it's almost like the secrets of his success. You look at the life of Paul and you think to yourself, how can this guy continue to be strong in God, to be full of faith and full of life in all these situations he finds himself in? Well, right here, that's actually the secret and the key that he's giving us. He is saying here, I can do all this. You might be wondering why I'm like I am the way I am. I can do all this because Christ is strengthening me. And then in the preceding verses, the verses before this, he actually gives us the keys or the tools that he uses that helps him to do it. And so I want to talk to you today about the tools of triumph. What that means is there are some actually practical keys here that the Apostle Paul lists that will help you and help me and has helped him to overcome adversity, to come through strong, to come through full of faith in spite of some of the unexpected circumstances we all find ourselves in. And so my message is called The Tools of Triumph because there's three things that he indicates are the keys that help him to stay strong in God so that he can actually say in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The first thing is this. It says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Philippians is actually known as a letter of joy because there's a number of times in it he talks to them about rejoicing and to rejoice. And we know the circumstances that Paul finds himself in. He's actually in prison when he actually says this. Now, this is not simply a command he's giving to other people because he is actually living him this self, himself. There was another time when he was in prison and the scripture tells us that when he was in prison, at the mid, he had just been flogged. At the midnight hour, him and Barnabas, uh, Silas were in prison and at the midnight hour, they started singing praises to God. And at that moment, the Bible says that the prison walls were shaken, their chains came off and they were free in the midst of that midnight hour. And so Paul there is actually living what he's preaching. He's not just saying to people that they should just rejoice, but I can't because of what I'm going through. He's actually saying it as a command because he's living it himself. He is saying rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. So what that means is it's not a one-time act. It's not like he's just saying to people, you know, just do it once. Otherwise, he would say Joyce. But he doesn't say Joyce. He says rejoice. Do it again. Praise God again. Keep doing it. Have a lifestyle of praise. And in the same way as Christians, one of the keys to living that victorious Christian life is not just to praise God spasmodically, is not just to praise God occasionally, is not just to praise God when things are going well, but actually have the habit and the discipline of praising God on a daily basis, regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in. That's why the Scripture talks about us giving God a sacrifice of praise. What's a sacrifice of praise? A sacrifice is when you do something that you don't necessarily feel like doing. 
And that's what a sacrifice of praise is. If you don't feel like praising God, that's the best time to start praising God because it's a sacrifice. You may not feel like praising God, but when you do, you'll be amazed at what happens on the inside of your heart. The Scripture tells us that when we praise God in Psalms, it says He inhabits the praises of His people. So what that means is that when we praise God, His manifest presence comes. That presence is a presence that you can actually feel and experience. We know that God is omnipresent. So what that means is He's everywhere all at once. But that's not talking about His omnipresence. It's talking about His manifest presence, the presence that you can feel and that you can experience. And then the Scripture also tells us in Psalms that in God's presence is fullness of joy. So the most joy that you can experience is in God's presence. And the quickest way to access God's presence is through praise. And then not only that, the Bible tells us in Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So this is how it works. You might be going through a tough time and you're feeling low and down. You praise God. And when you praise God, His presence comes. And in His presence is fullness of joy. You start feeling better and you start drawing down on the strength that God has for you. So what that means is this, that as you praise God, His presence comes, you feel life, joy and strength and you feel and He gives you the power that you need that to continue on. That's why I call this one of the tools of triumph. Because no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, no one can actually stop your praise. You can praise God any time that you want, as long as you make the decision to do so and not allow your external circumstances to suffocate your praise. That's why there's times when you need to just start speaking out praises to God. You see the need to start worshipping Him, even when you don't feel like it. And then all of a sudden, His presence comes and that heaviness lifts. That's why the Bible tells us in Isaiah, we put on the garment of praise in exchange for the spirit of, of heaviness. That's why the Bible tells us in Habakkuk that even though that the, uh, that the vine wither, I will still praise the God of my salvation, that I'm going to praise Him in spite of what's going on. And I want to encourage you to continue to praise God and to worship Him. That's why even as a church, much of the content that we put out is things like prayer and praise. So that wherever you are on a daily basis, you can participate in that because we know that you can continue to draw down on the strength that God needs you, that, that you need and that God has for you in the midst of this difficult time. The Apostle Paul says this, rejoice. And again, I will say rejoice. He's reinforcing it that no matter what situation you find yourself in, live a lifestyle of rejoicing and praise. The second thing that he says is this. It says in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So watch this. He says, don't be worried, don't be anxious. And then he tells them, this is how you deal with the anxiety. He says, through prayer and supplication. So the second key, the second tool to live victoriously, to triumph in the midst of a turbulent time, the second key is actually prayer. That when you pray, you are actually 
position yourself to live a lifestyle of peace. Notice this, the Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians 4 verse 12, he says, I've learned to be content in every situation. And so what that means is that he says, I've learned to be content. So that means that it's not natural. He has contentment in situations which are not natural. And he says, I've learned to be content. And, but he tells us here before in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, he says that be anxious for nothing through prayer, make your request known to God, and then the peace of God will come into your heart. So if you want that peace, if you want that strength, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Then one of the habits that is important for every single one of us to have is actually prayer is actually prayer. That when you pray, you can once again access that peace. Now, how does that happen? Well, the way it happens is that we're carrying burdens and anxieties and stresses, and we're carrying it, and they can be too heavy for us. So what we need to do is transfer that burden to God. Bible tells us in 1 Peter, it says, cast your cares onto him because he cares for you. And so what that means is you can be worried and anxious we can take the worry, the anxiety, and the stress of all of that and just land it on God and he can carry it. And the way that we do that is through prayer, is through prayer. That's why in times like this right now, that prayer is one of the keys for us to handing over him our, body, uh, our worries and our anxieties and our stresses so that we can be content in the situation that we find ourselves in, that we can have the peace that we need in the situation that we're in right now. The scripture tells us that the peace of God, God will give us the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So what that means is you don't have to have life be perfect or go your way to have peace. That in fact, you can be in the midst of a stressful situation and still have peace. How can you do that? Not by the strength of your own will. You can do that by having the habit of taking that, those worries and handing them over to God in prayer. So if you're praying on a daily basis, you give to God your worries. And one of the things I've learned is this over the years is that sometimes we've got to do a thing that I call, that, you know, it's a bit of an old time word, a, a phrase. It's called pray things through. So what that means is you take it and you pray it through until you know, and you keep praying about it until you know you've passed the burden onto God. And when you do that, it doesn't mean you don't have to deal with it, but it means it's not going to wear you out it's not going to wear you down. It's not going to remove your joy. And you're still going to have peace in the midst of that situation. My question to you is this. What are you stressing about right now that you haven't prayed about yet? What are you worried about that you haven't prayed about? What are you hoping for that you actually haven't asked God for yet? What you need to do, what we all need to do is pray. And as we pray, we transfer that burden onto God so that no matter what's happening around us, it doesn't get on the inside of us and we can still have peace and joy even in uncertain times. God has peace for you that you can have in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of things not going your way. The reality is in the Christian life, there are things that happen that are unexpected. 
But there is a promise that God has for us, and that is that we can have joy and peace in spite of what's going on around us. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are right now, to make sure that on a daily basis that you spend time praying and worshipping and you pray and, in the, and pray about the things that you're worried about, the things that are robbing you of your strength, pass those things on to him and you will find that you'll be filled with peace in spite of the situations you face yourself in. And the third thing is this. It says in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. With thanksgiving. So he says, but, uh, he says, make sure you pray about everything, but make sure you sprinkle in thanksgiving. So that means don't let it be that every time we pray, it's just a whinge session. That every time we pray, all we do is talk about our problems. Yes, we can cast our cares onto him. That's what the scripture tells us. But he says, make sure that in the midst of that, we actually have thanksgiving. The Bible tells us in Psalms, I will enter his gates. That's talking about, um, the temp uh, that's talking about God's presence. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. What did I tell you before? In his presence is fullness of joy and we have joy, life and strength in his presence. But the way we get there is through praise, but also thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of the most important things that we can do. As we thank him, we can keep accessing his presence and in his presence is fullness of joy. So what that means is God is okay for us and he's happy for us to cast upon him our burdens. But also make sure that when you do that, you find things you can thank him for. So what that tells me is that even in the midst of a difficult time, there are still some things you can thank God for. You know that earlier in, the, earlier in Philippians, he actually says right at the start to the Philippians, before he tells them about his situation, he says, I thank my God for all the, every remembrance of you. So here he is, he's unjustly in prison. He's got all these things. He doesn't deserve to be there. He's suffering greatly. He would be feeling, he would be tempted to have a strong sense of injustice. Yet even in the midst of that, he could still find something to thank God for. And he said, at least I can thank God for you. I promise you that no matter what's happening in your life right now, there are still some things that you can actually thank God for that you can literally count your blessings. And what you do then is you take your eyes off the things that God hasn't done yet and you start putting your eyes on the things that God is doing. Because I promise you, even right now, you might feel like nothing is happening. You might feel like nothing is shifting. I want to let you know that even in the midst of that, God is still doing something. And all you have to do is lift your eyes onto the things that God is doing. So watch this. When we pray, we're putting our, uh, we're giving to God the things that we're worried about, the things that haven't happened yet in our life. But also, when we give thanksgiving, we acknowledge the things that He has been doing. When was the last time you counted your blessings? 
When was the last time that you said, you know what, God, I'm just going to spend some time right now and start thanking you for the things that you've done in my life. I'm going to take my eyes off my problems right now. I've cast them onto you, but I'm going to start thanking you right now for all of the things that you have done in my life. If Paul could find things to thank God for, he had been beaten. He was in prison. It was unjust. It was unfair. He was running out of provision and supplies. We'll get to that next time. That's one of the reasons why he wrote this letter. Yet even in the midst of that, he could still find things to thank God for. Lift your eyes wherever you are. Don't focus on the thing that's going wrong right now. You've already prayed and handed that over to God. Start focusing your eyes on the things that God, uh, things that God has done in your life. Every so often, I think it's really good to spend a little bit of time and saying, you know what, God, I just want to thank you for what you've done in my life. Put your eyes on the things. Think about the journey that you've been on. You may not be where you want to be, but praise God, you're not where you used to be. Start thanking him and reminding yourself of his goodness. Remind yourself of these works in the past that he's done in your life. And I'll tell you that when you do that, you'll be filled with joy. You'll be filled with life. You'll be filled with the strength that you need to continue on. So those are those tools of triumph that Paul is indicating here. They're the reasons why he is saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How is Christ strengthening him? It tells us there in the verses before. Through praise, through prayer, and through thanksgiving. It sounds pretty simple. It sounds pretty old school. But Paul had no podcaster that he could listen to to get his hopes up. Paul had no, he had nothing. He had no resource. He had nothing. But he could still have a life of faith because he lived a lifestyle of praise, of prayer, and thanksgiving. Elsewhere in his writings, he really indicates this. Ephesians chapter 3, 18 to 21. says, Don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. How do you get filled with the Spirit, he says there? Two of the things you do is sing and give thanks. He was in prison when he wrote that as well. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The church he's writing to in Thessalonica was actually heavily persecuted. And in Acts 17, if you want to read it, it tells us how persecuted they were. But even to them, he says, Rejoice, praise, pray, give thanks. The night before Christ went to the cross, the Bible tells us in Matthew 26, verse 30, that he sung a hymn and he prayed. He sung and he prayed. The only time it tells us in Scripture where Christ actually sung is in Matthew 26, 30. And he sung just before he went to the cross. The Bible tells us that he endured the cross. He sung, he prayed, he got through that tough time. It tells us in Matthew 26, 36, it says, Jesus came with them to Gethsemane, said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. Singing, praying, strength and endurance. Praise, prayer 
thanksgiving. If you're in prison, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. If you're being persecuted, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. If you're under pressure, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. If you've got problems, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. If you've run out of provision, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. If you feel like things are folding around about you, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. Keep those three habits up. They're the tools of triumph. And no matter what you go through, you'll be able to turn around like the Apostle Paul said. And he said, I have learnt to be content in every situation. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How does Christ strengthen him? Praise, prayer, thanksgiving. Every day, tomorrow, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. Tuesday, praise, prayer, thanksgiving. And you'll have the life and strength you need to triumph through the tough times that some of you might be going through. Wherever you are right now, I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that this gets into your spirit. Praise, prayer, thanksgiving. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person watching this. And I pray, Lord, that whatever situation they find themselves in, things going well, things struggling, things happening great, things not working out the way they want it, I pray help them to have this lifestyle embedded in their life. Praise, prayer, thanksgiving. That they will be able to do all things through Christ who strengthens them. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you're watching this and you haven't given your life to Christ. You know, it's at times like this with what's happening in the world that very often people feel like the world caving in on them. And they realise that of themselves they don't have the strength to get through it. Well, Apostle Paul gives us, gives us the keys to having that strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if you have a relationship with Christ, then you get access to the strength that only He can give you. So maybe you're watching this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Then all you have to do is right where you are is invite Him into your world. And I'm gonna, we can start that journey right now by praying a prayer. And so if you want to invite Christ in your life wherever you are, pray this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me for being a sinner. I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord, be my Saviour, be my best friend. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. And I thank you that today I'm joining your family. If you prayed that prayer right now and you want to, and you've acknowledged you want to give your life to Christ, wherever you are in the world, feel free if you're watching us on live.kings.org.au to press the raised hand symbol and that will be a sign that you've made that decision. Not only that, if you're watching us on Facebook, then feel free to put in the comment section on our church page and one of our pastors will contact you. But we know that wherever you are, Christ can strengthen you. Even if you're in isolation like Paul was, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to do one of those principles. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So we're going to worship God one more time. And wherever you are, we encourage you to lift your voice, lift your heart, lift your hands and worship Him wherever you are. And as you do, He can fill you with the strength you need to continue on and be the victorious Christian He's called you to be. Let's worship Him.
Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.